Path of Legends podcast presents The Veil of Here. Part 1. Chapter 1. The Spellbook. Tell me again what happened, the King's Inquisitor said, rubbing his fingers along his stubble chin. I did tell you, said the dark-haired boy with fire in his eyes. Don't you believe us? I said, tell me again snapped the Inquisitor, glaring icicles at the ill-tempered twelve-year-old. Not far off, but just far enough to be out of earshot, another child was being interrogated by another Inquisitor. A girl of an age with the boy, with honey hair and eyes of crystal blue. Her interrogation was going much differently, though. More civilly, one might say. Just start from the beginning and tell me everything. Point by point, her inquisitor was saying. I'll try. She muttered softly, eyes dull and cheeks streaked with tears. She had a quiet demeanor, thought before she spoke, quite opposite from the dark-haired boy. We went into the wizard's house. Well, it wasn't really a house, more of a workshop, I guess. It was old and dusty and it looked like no one had lived there for a hundred years. How did you know it was a wizard's workshop? There were all sorts of things, artifacts and books, some kind of altar with runes. All the while she spoke, the girl never met his gaze. Philip went in first. He always led the way. More tears, fresh tears. The Inquisitor waited, shifting uncomfortably not sure whether to console or admonish. While he wrestled with the weight of duty and his humanity, she regained her composure and continued the story. There was a book lying open, face down on the floor. It wasn't nearly as dusty as everything else. I suppose some animal had knocked it on the floor recently. It caught her eyes and Philip picked it up. And? prompted the Inquisitor after a long silence. It's hard to remember exactly how it happened. Try. There was stillness when he picked up the book. It was a fearful stillness, the sort you feel when you know that something is wrong. Then he started to read. I don't remember the words he was saying. I don't even know what language he was speaking, but the air crackled with power and magic, and he looked at me. Then in the next instant, he was gone. And what of the book? It fell to the floor. I picked it up after that, but the words were all in a different language. Were you able to read the words? Silence from the girl for a long time. Crystal blues locked on the ground. Finally. No. Where is this wizard's dwelling? Not far from here, in the hills. It's a short walk past the cairns, hidden in an orchard all overgrown. How did you know where to find it? We just happened upon it one day when we went into the orchard, looking for fruit. Satisfied, the Inquisitor pulled his shoulders back and smoothed his burgundy coat. He turned his back to the girl, looking across the flagstone courtyard toward his companion. The other Inquisitor was finishing up with the boy. They would compare notes and stories to find the truth, 
to sift out any lies. They were trained to do so. Aren't you going to help me find my brother? It was the first time the girl had addressed him, or even spoken without being questioned. If your story is true, girl, then he's gone. What can I do to bring him back? If this isn't merely some made-up tale to cover your hind end because your brother fell off a cliff, then you've witnessed an anomaly. Magic was outlawed for just such occurrences. My advice? Go home, pray, and hope for a miracle. More of the same strange business that took him away from you, because that is the only thing that will bring him back. Fear and discouragement gripped the two young people as they left the magistrate's court. The rutted road back home seemed insurmountably long with such a heavy burden to bear. Philip was gone. The magistrate and his men weren't going to help bring him back. The girl hung her head and watered the dusty road with her tears. The boy noticed this, and unsure of what to do, lifted an arm to wrap around her, then stopped short and let it fall back to his side. They trudged on for a long time in silence, but for the sound of the girl's quiet sobs and sniffles. The boy spoke finally. You only told them what we agreed on, right? Because that's what I did. I didn't say anything about the dreams, or you, and that spell book. I only said what we agreed on. She said. I had to lie, because he asked me if I could read the book, and I told him no. It was better than getting in trouble. Who knows what they'd do if they found out I could read the words in that spell book, too. Do you think that means I am a wizard? The boy pondered this for a moment. I don't think so. Because Philip read them. And he's definitely not a wizard. I don't think wizards are as clumsy as he is. He still can't ride a horse, and I beat him at stick swords every time. Not everyone wants to be a knight, Ajax. The girl said with a hint of a smile on her lips. Wizards don't need to be good at sword fighting or riding horses. They have magic, though... I agree it's doubtful that my brother is a wizard. But why do you think he and I could read those words in the book? And you couldn't. Ajax scratched his head thoughtfully. I don't know. None of it makes sense. Well, what do we do now? My ma and da said for us to come to the Magistrate, and that he would know what to do, but he just passed us off to the Inquisitors, and they didn't know anything. They didn't even care. Anger kissed her cheeks a rosy red. We have to go back. I hope you don't mean to the Magistrate. That was a waste of time. No. To the Wizard's place. We need to go, tonight. Before those Inquisitors have a chance to go there and muck everything up. You said you could read that book, right? Well, maybe there's a clue in there where Philip went. I tried reading it. Again and again, remember? It wasn't like I understood the words. I don't even think I could speak them, but something about them rang true while Philip was chanting them, and I could follow along in the book. Does that make sense? Not at all. Well, I'm just not sure if I can read that spell book like I would a normal book. You can at least try again. Yes, I will try. That night, the fire glow inside the thatched farmhouse revealed the silhouettes of two parents, grief-stricken, hearing the bad news from their daughter, 
perhaps now their only child. Their son, Philip, was gone, taken by a mysterious force, an outlawed force. The arcane had snuck past the gates of safety and law that had been established throughout the kingdom for generations. It had struck them, a poor peasant family, and taken their beautiful son, a twin, one half of a whole, the firstborn by minutes. Now the other twin, his sister, might live out the rest of her days an only child. That was, unless a miracle could be expected, the vanished to reappear from thin air. Now, it is known by most sensible folks that miracles are fickle, and by nature, not as common as most of us would like. The daughter, that displaced twin, intended to coax or even force that miracle into fruition. Midnight, and the stars looked down on two figures, wrapped in cloaks and scarves, racing past the shadowed stone heaps, the cairns. Through the tall grass and toward the orchard they flew, silent shadows on a moonless night. The red glow in the heart of the orchard made them stop short. Fire. The Inquisitors and their cleanup crew must have already come must have already burnt the forbidden place of magic just as they always did. They existed to wipe clean those forbidden stains as they were revealed, all to protect the people from harm. But what of Philip? Had their efforts or their laws protected him? Could they bring him back wherever he was? Tears filled both their eyes as they came to the smoldering edge of the clearing where the wizard's haunt once stood. A pile of ash and cinders, Glowing red was all that remained. It was too late. There in that scorched clearing, a best friend and a twin sister wept and mourned the loss of a friend and a brother. Dawn's first golden arrows shot forth, revealing two kneeling forms in an ashen sea. The girl still weeping softly, the boy staring blankly. Cassandra's throat felt raw, I don't want to go home. Not alone. Not without Philip. This trail is cold, but... There might be another. Ajax broke his stare at nothing to look at her. Tell me again about the dream you and Philip both had. It was what led us here. Maybe there'll be more. Maybe those dreams will lead us somewhere else. It wasn't just one dream. There were many. And they were identical. The exact same dream for both of us. We each had them every night for almost a week before we decided to tell you and go out looking for this place. Well, you didn't sleep tonight, but what if you have another one? Do you think that- No, I don't think that, Ajax. I don't think it will happen again. Her anger came on suddenly. An avalanche of emotion. He's gone. He's really gone and those cursed dreams are the reason. Blessings and curses don't come from the same place. You can't drink poison expecting a cure. I don't know where those dreams came from, Ajax. But why would I ever listen to them again? They took my brother. Her voice trailed off. Her shoulders slumped. The anger abandoned her. Left her spent and feeling the sleepless night in her limbs and weighted eyelids. Ajax steadied her as she teetered and nearly collapsed. Have you eaten or drank anything since it happened? 
I don't know. Who cares? I do, he said, producing an apple he'd picked from a low-hanging branch in the orchard. Have this. She took a few half-hearted bites. She was hungrier than she'd imagined, but eating something, especially something as sweet as an apple, felt wrong. It felt too celebratory. How dare she eat anything while Philip suffered alone somewhere, or worse, was gone, crossed over into the land of the dead. She tossed the half-eaten apple away, ashamed of herself. It landed with a small eruption of ash. You can't blame yourself. I know it doesn't feel right, but you have to eat. We won't ever find Philip if we starve to death. We won't find him anyway. She wiped her eyes, streaking ash and tears across her cheeks. Ajax did something then that surprised her. It surprised him even more. He was named for a hero of old, and every once in a while, echoes of that hero spilled forth. This was one such time. He took her hands in his and lifted her to her feet, and then looking solemnly into her eyes, he knelt before her. I promise you, Cassandra, that I will find Philip. I will bring him back to you no matter what it takes. Silence. She stared at him. For an instant she believed him. She wanted so badly to believe him, but then reality set back in. You are kind to say that, Ajax, but don't promise something you can't deliver. This is not a hollow promise, Cassandra. I will find him. But how? I'll find the Wizard City, near Amaris. Surely there'll be some clue there. Near Amaris is a fable, Ajax. And even if it really did exist, no one knows where it is. Sympathy welled up in her. She didn't wish to crush his dreams. She only wished she could believe that there was still a way to bring Philip back. That hope had been reduced to ash with the wizard's haunt. We have to face facts. Our trail is cold, and I can't count on another dream to lead us to some other magical place. Besides, magic is forbidden in all the kingdoms. We don't even know a place we could look for it. Yes, we do. It just isn't pleasant, he said, jaw set. His will was tempered steel. She could feel it glowing within him. Somehow, during that moonless night, the dark and deep recesses of his soul had smithed this new engine of war in Ajax. Whether he was its pilot or its passenger, she could not say. You want to go to the Agrosti Wastes? That's crazy talk. Don't even think it. It's outside of the kingdoms. There's no law, no protection. We don't know what goes on out there. What kind of people or creatures are out there. You know one thing. They still practice magic out there. You know we are never supposed to go there. Our parents would never let us. No one from the kingdoms ever goes to Agrosti. It's not safe. I never said it would be safe. But I am going. Just don't tell my parents, alright? I told you I would find Philip. I think that's my best shot. Our best shot, you mean? Who said you were going alone? She put her hands on her hips. I thought you just said- Never mind what you thought I said. I'm coming with you. 
Hello, everyone. This is Keith, writer and co-creator of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this series, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend about us. It really helps. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Path of Legends. We're proud to be a part of the Podbelly Network. You can find us and other great podcasts at podbelly.com. Thanks again for listening.